Daddy Bear. I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. I am Clint Worthington of Alka Hollywood. I'm Dre Holland of Nothing in Particular. And I am Zach Powers of The Revisionist Podcast. When we last left our heroes, uh, J-Lo had just left a very uh, uncomfortable morning after, after a wonderful night of lovemaking with comely 19-year-old Noah, and now she super regrets it. And just in time, her uh, her separate the husband her, she's separated from uh, comes back home in his douchey Dodge Challenger mm. uh, with his son after a quote unquote fishing trip. And I guess she like I guess her motivation at this point is like I had my thing. It wasn't for me. I'm definitely gonna like this is the moment. I'm legit gonna throw myself back in to to family life. Like, we're going to make this work. So she's like, yeah, you guys had fish. Uh, Come on in for some not fish. They caught seven trout. Yeah, seven trout. Yeah, he said, the boy, I don't know his name, the boy, says. I think it's Kevin. Fine, Kevin says that they caught seven trout. And the dad says that he was pretty amazing. And I feel like both of those are lies. They are not dressed for a fishing trip. And that was also the wrong vehicle for a fishing trip. And also, everything we've seen about this kid makes it seem like he's pretty much the most useless. Yeah. I don't think there's any way he caught seven trout. He's like, an unless they were kid. like. Yeah, he's an indoor kid. Like, he, he's kind of one step away from, like, being a bubble boy. Maybe, like, the dad was killing the trout ahead of time and kind of, like, putting them on his line. I guess. And, and kind of. <laughs> well, an, an advanced trick to make him have a little <laughs> bit of self confidence. Yeah, I mean, because because I mean, we get the impression later in the movie. Just I'm I'm just gonna make this joke just in case I don't get to cover those minutes. That we get the impression that Kevin is allergic to boxing, so uh, so I don't know what fishing would do to him. But yeah, like like he's dressed like they're both dressed like they're on a J Crew catalog, and uh, and the thing is, they caught seven trout apparently, which is wow. just an, such an oddly specific detail to give that kid <laughs> to say. Think- Maybe he was fishing from, like, behind a tree so he didn't actually have to see the trout and the dad could just bag him. Yeah. That would be an easy way to trick him. They could just have a pre, like, a clearly store-bought bag of trout. Yeah. Look well, how the many thing you is, caught, son. And why, why are they hauling him around this Dodge Challenger? And the thing is, you get the impression that, like, because they go, because they cut soon after to, like, them talking about the fishing trip and how amazing it was over dinner. And mm. they talk about how they ate the fish uh, with the foil shovel heating method. They did that mountain man shovel cooking that they saw on the YouTube. On, on the YouTubes, the thing, the YouTubes that the kids, they... all the kids are watching nowadays. Well, but when she first, when the first kid first suggests that the dad come in, I feel like JLo looks a little conflicted for a second. And then she yeah. does this really bizarre gesture with her arm where at first yeah. she reaches out to them and it's super, super straight at first. And then after a while, like after a second, she remembers, oh, I guess I shouldn't, I should have joints. And she loosens up a little bit. And then that's the end of the shot. 
It's a really yeah. weird little moment. I don't know if it stuck out to me for no particular reason, but it looked like she was reaching out to shake their hand from across the yard. I mean, like, let's be real. It was kind of like a, a, a small angle away from it being a Heil. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, the thought did cross my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Heil Corbett. Um, but anyway, cut to dinner time. Because my, my thing is, with the seven trout, did they eat all seven trout over a shovel? Like, how know. big were these fish? Did they I guess how they, long were they there? Uh, did they say they met a guy who had a shovel that was that taught them this shovel method? I thought they saw it on the YouTubes. Oh, I thought they actually met a guy. Yeah, they watched a video on YouTube. It like a, it's so hot you right know, now. You know that video thing all the kids are watching today, J-Lo? Clearly, this minute did not have my full attention. <laughs> I thought they met some random meth head who was cooking things on a shovel, and they were like, that's a good idea. I want to watch that movie, though. Um... I but, like how much J-Lo disapproves of the shovel cooking. She's just, like, so incredulous at first. She's just like, on a shovel, you say? And then, you know, and then Her monocle she's fell kinda, in her teeth. <laughs> exactly. She's shaking her I say. head. She's shaking her head like, oh, Agamemnon never would have eaten off a shovel. This is I not like for me. <laughs> true, right. true. Again, incest and shovel eating are part of the classics. But, you know, she has an interpretive... She's an interpretive stance on them. Shovels were the cutting edge of cooking technology at the time. <laughs> yeah. Fair, well, fair. It, it's it's just funny the way they talk about the, the, the fishing trip and the YouTube video and everything. It's always the same. It's like the same level of vague detail that Noah uses to talk about the Iliad earlier in the cool. movie where it's like it's that it's that lazy screenwriters thing of like, oh, it, you know, it's that placeholder text where it's like, oh, I made up this really weird story and like people are going to talk about it like they're not actually passionate enough to go into detail but they're still excited about it uh, because the movie is so like neutral throughout like you actually become yeah. kind of interested in the mountain man story you know it, it's like yeah. distracting yeah. conversation you're you're more interested in that yeah to what the point the where the utility you're, yeah. of using a shovel instead of just bringing a pan how hard <laughs> yeah. is it to just bring a pan well, it serves it's, the same function, and it's designed for it. It's that suburbanite thing of wanting to feel like a rugged mountain man. You know, oh, it's or a weekend like, warrior. Yeah, basically. Situation. He's like, no, I'm because he, he's. I mean, between that and the Dodge Challenger, he's in full midlife crisis mode. He needs to feel oh, sure. young, and he needs to feel like a man. So, like, yeah. So, I guess that's that's one element of it. But uh, but the thing is, like, I mean, it's not surprising, Zach, that you and to honestly me a little bit, like, sort of tuned out during this. Scene because JLo's tuned out on it too, and the impression that you're right. supposed to be getting from the scene is that her mind is so occupied with what has happened and like the guilt right. slash confusion we slash so whatever in yeah. sync with the character. The movie so effectively made us sympathetic with JLo's character that we were literally <laughs> feeling what she was feeling in the moment, and that feeling was boredom. That feeling was boredom. Also, yeah. <laughs> her family is boring. Can we just say that her oh, family is boring? John Corbett is the poster child for boring husband and things. Yeah. Like to the point where the most effective, his most effective role is. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the United States of Terra, that short-lived I saw some show, of the it. Diablo Cody show. Or like the fact that he is the bland, boring husband works in the show's favor because that's part of like the motivation for uh, for Tony Collette's like neuroses and stuff. Where th that that provides a welcome contrast because he's the grounded guy, but everything else, it's just sort of like, oh my god, he's so bland. I mean, I guess it's not surprising since he is the voice of two of the lamest companies in the world, Walgreens and Applebee's. Mm, yeah. Like he he has to he has to appeal to 
the most milk toast demographics. And so, yeah, that's what he's here for. Um, and along with being the dad to baby, uh, not Scott Pilgrim. One uh, time I went to an intersection where there was a Walgreens across the street from the Applebee's and I just fell asleep immediately. Yeah, just, oh. But then, like, John Corbett had to, like, drag you out of the car after it yeah. crashed. He saved your life and now Pretty you much. owe him a life debt. Yeah. You, you Which is why you're here, really. You were everywhere in suburban America. If you go to a side street that's just outside the city, you're going to be between a Walgreens yeah. and an Applebee's. Yeah, the place is always at... Always at the edge of a college town where, like, that's, that's the, how they most keep of their money in. is. Yeah. And, well, it's also, like, so they, they all their money is made from when visiting parents come in. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know any of these places. Let's go to the Applebee's. Yeah. That was, uh, that the was old Ruby... Applebee's at the edge of town. Yeah. That was uh, Ruby Tuesday for me in my small <laughs> college town. It's like, we'll go to Ruby Tuesday, uh, which, yeah, just somehow filled in the blanks between Applebee's. But that's enough of my terrible Ruby Tuesday story. Speaking um, of terrible meals, um, yes, they go ahead and insult JLo's cooking incidentally during their Mountain, mountain Man story, too. Yeah. It's she so terrible. Upset. She gets kind of offended about it. But th- she also uses that in, in combination of like, oh, I'm still freaked out about Noah to like, I'm going to take your dishes. And um, just like with the Iliad scene, um, the film kind of implies that she's doing dishes like she oughta. Oh, and, uh, and then she the throws the dishes she passionately into the in. sink. Yeah. <laughs> and the it's like a goddamn frisbee. Yeah. And I was, I was like, no, don't do that. Put the, put the food in the trash first. I guess she has a just... don't shatter. It's true. I mean, they're probably plastic plates. And I'm going to go ahead and say, again, I've been harping on the fact that Noah is clearly a better catch than these two combined. Yeah. But one, he wouldn't say that shit about her cooking. Yeah. And two, he would help her take the dishes out and wouldn't just sit there talking about what she made for them while she was carrying them to the kitchen. Oh, God, it's so terrible. You're in the ditch your family for the hottie camp? That's what, yeah, that's I kind of am, yeah. I mean, listen, if she's with him, his psychotic tendencies are under control, and it's happily ever after as far as I'm concerned. I don't <laughs> care what happens to these two. They could fuck right off. The best way to deal with a stalker is just be with him because then he'll stop stalking you, right? It's a win-win situation. He's not a stalker yet. Okay, fair. Once he becomes a stalker, the the equation changes. (laughs) He's stalker-esque. Basically, if John Corbett had those abs, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right, right, right. 12 minutes in the movie from now, the equation's different. But right now, (laughs) this is where we're at. Mm. I don't know. I think this is one of the many ways in which this movie manages to be like a little bit progressive and also deeply regressive at the same coin. I don't know. It seems like she is slaving away for these people and they have no appreciation for it. But yeah, and that's that's pretty much where the minute ends, I believe. Uh, Yeah, we do get our first reference to cookies in the background. That's, as a side note, that's correct. Uh, Which uh, yeah, which uh, subsequent minutes will follow up on. They're Um, um, yeah. As, as, they're an as important we, symbol. In, indeed. Uh, they're, as they're, we, they're, they're, they're good in the moment, but bad for you in the long run, much like Noah. <laughs> in, indeed. Um, yeah. So look forward to that in the subsequent minutes once, uh, once you start getting a taste of Noah's book of punny sex hints. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of The Cast Next Door. I have been Clint. I'm Dre. And I am Zach. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast presents The Cast Next Door. I was your host, Clint, with my guests, Zach and Dre. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at First Ed Iliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress. 
wordpress.com or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis, edited by Darren Husted, produced by Darren Husted, executive producer Clint Worthington. The Boy Next Door is owned by Bloomhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Yorican, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This is a first edition?